Turning your relationship with food around will have you listening more to your body, eating more foods you enjoy, not obsessing about weight, and feeling much less shame, guilt, and stress around eating. But this is super hard. It's hard to go against our diet culture and the unhealthy messages we've been integrating our whole lives. It's that time of the month, shrinks after hours, recording here together. We're just kicking back and Julie and I, because it's the last Tuesday of the month, are having a more casual conversation today. Yes, we are. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer, here with psychologist Cindy Ariel, and we're going to be talking about personal weight obsession. So Julie and I recently talked about society's weight obsession and the cultural influences bombarding girls from a very young age. And women of all ages with messages about what we should weigh and how we should look and how we can go about living our best lives by shedding pounds. And it never seems to be enough. A lot of people come to develop very unhealthy relationships with food and eating and our bodies. That's true, Cindy. It's really such a sad thing that so many women in particular, men too, but mostly women become so overly focused on their bodies and their appearance. It's everywhere. The messages are everywhere. Like when you're going to a party and bringing sweets or bringing treats into work, there are always women in every setting trying to watch their diet, as we say. They say no to a piece of cake at a birthday party. That is not something I ever do because I happen to love cake. (laughs) And it's a celebration. It's not a good time to focus on being on a strict diet. I just like the icing, but I never say no to the icing. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Our personal obsessions with weight lead women to be more active and stay away from foods that tend to add fat, which can be healthy, but can also be a slippery slope. How many of our listeners wear some kind of Fitbit or use an app that tracks our fitness, our activity, or our diet? I've avoided that myself. I wear a Fitbit. I actually got one recently because I have a couple dogs I walk, my own. So (laughs) I wouldn't totally discourage any of it altogether. But when your personal obsession with weight takes over, it can become a serious problem. That's the slippery slope. It can start to progress from normal, healthy eating and exercise to overdoing it and then over the edge into eating disorders that can even be life-threatening. Exactly. We both see this in our psychology practices. Most people think of eating disorders, especially the better known clinical issues such as anorexia and bulimia as affecting primarily teenage girls, but that's not true. People of all ages can develop all kinds of unhealthy eating and exercise habits. Scales in bathrooms are common. We read labels to be informed about the nutritional value of the food we eat. How do we know when we've crossed a line into unhealthy behaviors? Good question. Most people weigh themselves occasionally, and the doctor's office usually checks weight every time. Most of us know about how much we weigh, usually pretty stable, but it becomes unhealthy if you weigh yourself too frequently. Our weight fluctuates within a three to five pound range, even daily. And we have to be okay with that. 
if you're feeling unsatisfied with your life because you're holding three to five pounds too many, that sounds unhealthy. People don't even tend to notice fluctuations of less than eight pounds in others. It's true. They're not looking at other people. They're worried about their own weight. They're not noticing yours. Reading labels for checking the vitamins and minerals contained in certain foods can be important. And it's very informative to know how many calories various foods contain. But counting calories so closely that you don't actually get the full nutritional servings you need, or basically you're just not getting enough fuel to keep your body running at its best, that can take you to a very unhealthy place. Sometimes even to starvation levels, or at least to levels that can begin to affect the actual functioning of your body and brain. Our bodies need vitamins, protein, fiber, carbohydrates, and even fats. What we really need is balance. It's hard because breaking bread with others is such a strong social bonding experience. Life's too short and eating is too good to deprive ourselves of deliciousness. I agree. It's one of the joys of life. But some people we see want to be thin at any cost and they will deprive themselves of joy. That's true, Julie. Some look back to what they believe to be happier times when they weighed less and they went away less again. People truly believe that less weight will bring happiness, but just like money can't buy happiness, neither can less weight. Right. Money can buy you some things you need and want and can help you feel good. And being a healthy weight can also help you feel good about yourself and feel good about others. We're not saying people don't feel better when they're a healthy weight. Let's be clear, but it's not going to solve other problems that people think it will. Weight loss won't help us feel better inside if we don't already feel pretty good. Agreed. Unfortunately, if you tend towards feeling anxious or depressed, for example, you have to work on these issues in other ways. Anxiety and depression don't go away because we weigh less. That's so true, Cindy. I've worked with a number of people who, when they lost weight, had other anxieties arrive, like sexuality issues, feeling vulnerable to lewd comments or staring eyes. Exactly. And it's not surprising, unfortunately. It would seriously be an easy fix if losing weight reduced anxiety and depression. We psychologists would all be encouraging it. (laughs) Yeah, focusing on external issues like how we look actually can be a way to avoid looking internally and can make feeling better even harder in the long run because our expectations aren't gonna be realistic about it. Another thing, Restricting food isn't necessary if we eat a well-balanced diet. Even cake and candy can be eaten in moderation with a good, healthy diet. If you're too rigid about not eating certain foods, you start to crave those foods, and sometimes it triggers unhealthy binge eating. I have seen that happen to a lot of people, yes. Some people's obsession with weight can become so pronounced that they will avoid going out with friends and avoid social situations just to try to manage it. Also true, Julie. It's important to pay attention to how much you might be isolating yourself so you can stay on your diet or exercise regimen. If you're overthinking going out to eat with friends or eating at someone else's house, it's a problem. Right. Not all diets are unhealthy or a cause for concern though. We're both vegetarians or actually pescatarian. And these days we all know someone who's vegan, gluten-free, sticking to a paleo diet, whatever. Any of those diets can be healthy if you're making sure that there's enough variety of fiber, minerals, vitamins, fats, carbs, et cetera. Protein. 
Yeah. But if they become very tightly controlled and rigid or surrounded by ritual, these are potential red flags that they're moving into disordered eating territory. Sometimes getting into diet after diet and trying different things is really another way to be obsessed with weight. Orthorexia develops when someone focuses so rigidly and unhealthily on eating healthy. <laughs> People with orthorexia can develop severe anxiety and pretty irrational worries. Yeah, it's not intuitive that trying to eat healthy can be unhealthy. Anything you do compulsively <laughs> becomes unhealthy, yeah. Yeah, it might all start out innocently enough, but develops into shame, guilt, loads of stress internally and among family and friends. Any eating disorder can lead to nutritional deficiencies, medical complications, and poor quality of life. And similarly, some form of exercise on a daily basis can be important for our minds and bodies, but just like a lot of other things, it can also lead to rigid or compulsive exercising that can interfere with relationships, work, and even recovery time when you need it. It's all about moderation. Even beyond society's weight obsession, excess rigidity about anything can signify obsessive compulsive disorder. Our personal weight obsessions are tied in with society's weight obsession. We have ideas about how we should look and we apply them to others and to ourselves. People obsessed with their own body weight look others up and down and compare themselves to others all the time. As if that's an important aspect of who a person is. Lots of people judge others for how much or what they eat rather than focusing on the important things, their personality characteristics, whether they're a good person or not. Believing that we have to be over-controlled with our diet and exercise has people feeling bad for things like, like you said, like eating a piece of cake. Yep, cake at a birthday party or dessert on a night out is not a crime. It's a nice treat. In a lot of ways, social media hasn't helped society's weight obsession at all and has encouraged disordered eating. People are really great at taking photos of themselves in the most flattering poses, which makes a lot of other people feel badly about their own bodies and how they look. It makes women feel afraid to put themselves out there because they're sure nobody will love them the way they look. And even the medical establishment gets in on society's obsession with weight and affects self-esteem, leading to personal weight obsessions and other psychological consequences. The BMI, body mass index, uses our weight and height to come up with a score that lets us know if our weight is healthy or not. It's an estimate of body fat and a high BMI can put people at increased risk for certain health issues. Although very healthy people can also have a high BMI. And the research on BMI was done, believe it or not, a hundred years ago and not really since. When people were smaller, the numbers are not accurate for people today. One research study reported in the International Journal of Behavioral Medicine in 2015 followed the same women for 26 years from their adolescence to adulthood and found that the higher the BMI, the worse the women felt about herself. Oh, yeah, of course. I've worked with people for whom there's a lot of stress and anxiety around food, especially in social situations when others may see their restrictions or their rituals or whatever. So then turning your relationship with food around will have you listening more to your body, eating more foods you enjoy, not obsessing about weight and feeling much less shame, guilt, and stress around eating. But this is super hard. 
It's hard to go against our diet culture and the unhealthy messages we've been integrating our whole lives. It's a work in progress. We're a work in progress, but mm -hmm. worth it. Agreed, Cindy. So a lot of times when I'm talking to people about it, I'll recommend that you start slowly if you need to. And you set up a you know fewer rules around what you allow yourself to eat. Expand your palate, even a little bit at first. No food is completely inherently bad or good. All of it's okay in moderation. That's the key word. If you never let yourself have a cookie or cake, you could be setting yourself up for a binge at some point. You know, interestingly, when people work in bakeries, for example, or certain restaurants and have permission to eat as much as they want. Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. They eat a lot at first and then they stop eating this stuff because they just don't want it after a while. Most food can be good. You don't have to have a reason to eat this or that. Give yourself permission to eat the food you feel like eating at any given time. But aim to eat healthy meals with plenty of greens. Then you can eat other foods and you know you're getting some balance. The job is to not deprive yourself. It's important to eat when you're hungry, even if you ate a little more than you meant to at breakfast or lunch. Our society's diet culture and weight obsession, first of all, it's so intrinsic that you know all of us have it to some extent. So we should be taking a look at it. But it's set up all these arbitrary rules for us about when we should be finished eating, like when you've consumed a certain amount of calories. But if your body is telling you otherwise, it's really important to listen. We've mentioned mindfulness in regard to our health and reducing stress. And it can also be helpful to improve your relationship with food. Eating while watching TV or otherwise not paying attention can make you miss the experience and then you feel like you didn't enjoy it and then you want more, and then you might eat what you felt was too much. It also has you totally distracted from listening to your body, paying attention to the foods you really enjoy and your body's natural relationship with food and knowing when you're satisfied. So changing your relationship with food and your obsession with weight can be really hard work and it can take a lot of time and patience. And you're going to backslide because that's what we all do. So one thing that's really important is that you need to be kind to yourself and stop judging yourself harshly and do it a little at a time. Food is the hardest addiction because you can't abstain. You have to eat multiple times every single day. This feeds the weight obsession and all of the guilt and shame. It's okay that sometimes you can't make the changes on your own. If you need to, use a therapist, dietitian, nutritionist, trainer, or some other professional qualified to work positively around relationships with weight and food. And no matter what you choose to do, just don't beat yourself up about it. Cruelty never helps people lose weight. Kindness toward yourself can go a long way in gaining control over weight obsession. For more information, you can go to nationaleatingdisorders.com as well as eating recoverycenter.com. And a third place you can check out is eatingdisorderhope.com. Thanks for listening. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Till next time. Take care. Take care.